I'm Roisin Tracy, the Media and Communications Officer at Fight for Sight, and this is iResearch Matters, the podcast exploring the personal stories of those living with sight loss and the latest breakthroughs in iResearch. Today we're talking about age-related macular degeneration, or AMD, the most common cause of severe sight loss in older adults. There are over 600,000 people in the UK with sight loss caused by the two types of macular degeneration, and this number will more than double by 2050. Recently, Fight for Sight's Director of Communications, Sarah Campion, spoke to Professor Pete Coffey about his groundbreaking research into AMD. Professor Coffey is based at the Institute of Ophthalmology at UCL. Last year, his research resulted in improved sight for two patients with serious sight loss from age-related macular degeneration. Sarah began by asking Professor Coffey what sparked his interest in ophthalmology. I got into ophthalmology via the brain. My uh, early career was involved in uh, brain and behaviour and the immune system and by sheer, sheer accident met with a person who became a good colleague, an American who was visiting at the time and was looking at the possible use of stem cells and what to do with them. And from there, we actually started to look at stem cells and possible use in the eye. Great. And, and in particular, recently, you've been looking at age-related macular degeneration. For the listeners who are new to this topic, could you explain what, what that condition is? Yeah. So part of my job is to try and keep our vision healthy, ourselves sighted. And one of the things that happens as we age, and typically over the age of 65, 70, um, cells at the back of your eye, and in fact, the black pupil is a reflection of those cells. They are black, but what their job is, is to keep the part of the eye, which has all the light-sensitive cells, healthy. Over the age of 65, sadly, in a large group of us, nearly 25% of people over the age of 65, those support cells start to die. Um, There's many reasons why that occurs. Uh, There's some genetics, there's some uh, wear and tear. We don't know exactly why 25% of those people over the age of 65 have that problem, but they do. And as a consequence they suffer from what is called age-related macular degeneration. So they lose the support cells at the back of the eye, um, which keeps the the photoreceptors alive. And as a consequence, they start to die as well. And people go blind. Thanks for explaining that. So that's 25%. That's a really significant proportion of people. Um, In your experience, what impact does the late stage of this condition have for people who are are living with it? Um, It's devastating. And they lose that detailed vision. So they have the inability to read, the inability to see family and friends, um, the inability to navigate the world properly. Um, The numbers are high. Um, We have the numbers people are saying Alzheimer's will will have. We have that number now. And in fact, some people do actually call age-related macular degeneration Alzheimer's of of the eye. So it's a huge problem. It's devastating. It's something that happens in old age. So therefore, the ability to, to, to change your life, etc., uh, is a big, big issue and problem. And what are 
the treatments that are currently available and their limitations? So there are two forms of age-related macular degeneration. One is called the dry and the other is called the wet. Um, The reason it's called wet is because you have bleeds at the back of the eye. Um, 10% of that clinical population of AMD is as a consequence of the wet form. The wet form is literally the only form that's treatable. And uh, it's treated by stopping the bleeds. So you get these injections in the back of your eye, which stop those bleeds from continuing. But even in those cases, literally, it's only three out of 10 patients benefit, uh, meaning they get some visual recovery. Another six out of 10, the bleeds stop, but there's not a great increase of visual recovery. And one out of the 10, it doesn't work. But that's the only treatment, the dry form. There's no current therapy at all. If anything, it's a case of uh, modifying your behavior. Like if you smoke, then stop smoking because that can actually uh, increase the rate of the disease. So it sounds like we really need more research to help find a treatment for macular degeneration. Could you talk through what research has gone on so far and what the emerging trends are? Yes. So the, the problem, as I said, are these cells at the back of the eye. Those support cells are known as the retinal pigment epithelium, a long word, um, but it abbreviates to RPE is what we say. So it's the treatments are in treating the RPE. How can we get the RPE to work better? Or can we even replace the RPE through some type of regenerative approach? So there's a number of programs both here in the UK and globally to look at how we can make the RPE either better or actually replacing the RPE by some type of cell therapy. So can we actually use stem cells as a possible uh, way of regenerating that layer of cells? So this is an area that you're actually researching at the moment. Could you tell us a little bit about that research and and how it's gone so far? So yeah, my, my area is looking at the regenerative approach. So can we actually replace RPE, which have been lost? And the way in which we achieve that is by turning a stem cell into those eye cells that are lost. So turning the stem cell into an RPE cell. Could you explain a little bit about what a stem cell is for for listeners who might not have heard of them? Yeah, so stem cells, as uh, as it's suggested, make up every other cell. So we can turn a stem cell into any other cell in our body. So it's a starting cell to which we can then Uh, tease into making eye cells or heart cells, liver cells, etc. There are different sources of stem cells and there's different technologies now. But from those cells, any other cell in our bodies can be made. Thanks for that explanation. So could you talk through how you're using these stem cells to, to treat macular degeneration? So the way we're treating the disease is we have patients who are going blind because these cells have started to die. And we've taken the stem cells, turned them into RPE, and we've placed them basically on a sticky plaster, which means then we can surgically put them into a back of a person's eye in which they have started to die. So replace 
replace the cells which are being lost because of the disease. So we've treated two patients to date, which was to look at safety, but also to look at whether there was any visual outcome. And amazingly, yes, even in those two patients, which were very severe cases, um, we've had some good visual uh, outcomes. So, for example, the first patient who was a lady, she was reading about one to one and a half words a minute. Um, She's now reading about 80 words a minute. And the second patient in which it was very startling, couldn't even see the book, but is now actually reading about 50 words a minute. Those are amazing results, uh, a real achievement. Do you think from those results that this technique offers hope of a game-changing treatment for this condition? So, yes, (laughs) it's the simple answer to that. So we are now manufacturing more of the patches. We're wanting to treat more patients uh, to make sure that it is consistent and it does work. And, yeah, we, if, if it's the outcomes of those uh, next set of uh, patients is similar to what we got in these two patients, then, yes, it will be a bit of a game changer in terms of treatments. That's fantastic. And what do you think are the biggest challenges facing eye research in this area and the search for new treatments? I think one of the biggest problems and why Fight for Sight are probably recording this podcast is it's always that F word. It's funding. (laughs) So for eye research, we get approximately about 5% of the national research income to do research on eyes. However, patients with eye disease account for nearly 20% of the problems going into hospitals. So we are getting so much less in terms of that clinical work and those patients. We only get 5%, whereas there is 20% of patients suffering from eye disease. So we are dependent on organizations, charities, foundations, etc to make up that difference. And that's getting harder and harder each year. So what would you say to those people who are suffering the impact of macular degeneration and possibly holding out hope for a new treatment? Is this achievable in your view within the next decade? Yes, I think there is a global effort. There's a massive effort here at the Institute of Ophthalmology to address those uh, diseases in which currently there are no treatments. So we're not going for small issues and small problems. We're going for age-related macular degeneration. We're going for diabetic retinopathy. We're going for diseases, glaucoma, etc. So we're taking on those difficult tasks and difficult patient populations to try and understand what's happening with the disease and then um, develop effective therapeutics. And when I mean effective, to actually ensure the health of someone's vision. What's next for you, Professor Coffey? What are your next areas of research? Um, My areas of research are always around those blinding disorders. So uh, looking at whether we can use uh, cell therapies on a number of different uh, diseases of the eye. Um, So like I say, diabetic retinopathy now is one of the major targets for us. We're looking at all the layers that can be involved in a number of different diseases and whether we can use regenerative medicine as an approach on all of those. 
Well, thanks so much for your time. And I hope we can talk to you again in future about your next research. Pleasure. Thank you. Thank you very much for listening to our Research Matters. To learn more about Fight for Sight and our research, you can visit our website at fightforsight.org.uk. You can also find us on Facebook or follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Fight for Sight UK.